today we are going to create new life and immediately regret it. This is the Dreamcatcher Podcast. And one small step for man, giant leap for mankind. I don't believe in the no-win scenario. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Do or do not. There is no try. Never give up. Never surrender. Welcome back. My name is Guy Hasson and this is the Dreamcatcher Podcast. A few years ago, I met with a science fiction author who was there when Frank Herbert published his first Dune book. And the author I met was already famous, already big. And he and Frank Herbert were both there to sign their books. The famous author had a long line of people waiting to have him sign their books. The line went around the building. Frank Herbert had a much shorter line, and every other fan asked Frank Herbert, are you going to write a second Dune book? He would always say, no, no, there are no such plans. The famous author told Frank that maybe he should write a second book, because it's when you write a series, that's when your lines grow very, very long, and that's when you become a classic. And for a long time, Frank Herbert refused to write a second book. And then he gave up and wrote that book. And guess what happened? Dune turned from a book into a classic. And the lines started going around the building. And the rest is history. Frank Herbert went on to write more Dune books. And when he died, his son, Brian Herbert, along with author Kevin J. Anderson, continued to write more Dune books in the Dune universe. Right now, there's a new Dune book about to come out, and I thought this would be the perfect opportunity to explore the classic Dune world in the Dreamcatcher podcast. Because in the Dreamcatcher podcast, we ask, can anything we imagine be created? And every episode, we tackle a different fantasy, a different human dream, and check if humankind could create it through current technology, or technology we can safely say is coming. We're going to devote this episode and the next three this upcoming week to asking different questions about the Dune universe and how we could make them real. So, today... Can giant sandworms exist? If you've read Dune, you know everything about the sandworms. But if you haven't, let me introduce you to them. Shai Hulud, that's the name of the giant sandworms, are from the planet Arrakis, a desert planet in the Dune universe. The Shai Hulud can grow to be up to a thousand meters in length when they're out in the wild, in the deeper parts of the desert. That's 1,000 meters, which is like 1,000 yards, and even 100 meters thick at the thickest point. There are lots of things I won't explain about the sandworms, how they're important to the planet, how they turn the planet into a desert planet, what they have to do with spice, which we're going to talk about tomorrow, and how they can be tamed. You have to read the books for that. What I want to discuss today is that thing that they do they burrow through the desert. They don't burrow slowly. They, can sw- they don't burrow slowly. They can swim through desert like whales swim through water. I'm going to assume that within a century, we'll have genetic technology 
that can basically create animals from DNA building blocks, like Legos. Because by that time, we'll understand what each and every change in the DNA can do. We're going to have AIs that do that, that figure that out, and we're going to have a lot of experimentation. So the scientists are going to say, let's have a worm, but make it 1,000 meters long, and let's give it a small brain, and let's give it this feature and that feature. It's pretty reasonable to assume we could build any animal that could exist. But our question today is, could an animal that swims through desert exist? Is that even possible? Turns out, we already have an animal that does that. This animal is called the sandfish, but it's neither sand nor a fish. The sandfish is a small Saharan lizard, and it can swim in the desert sand very quickly to escape its predators. The sandfish has one of the few double Latin names, Skincus Skincus, which is kind of like the strangely named Humbert Humbert, except that that name was a joke. Look it up. So, the sandfish lizard has a long, wedge-shaped snout it uses to quickly dive and burrow into the sand. Its body has flat sides and is covered with smooth, shiny scales. Its legs are short and sturdy, with long, flattened toes and a tail. When the lizards dive into the sand, they put their feet at their sides and make wave motions with their bodies, like a snake, except the snake does it to move on the sand, and they use it to move forward through the sand. And as I'm talking to you, and as I'm trying to convey this with my voice, I'm also doing it with my hands. And my hands are basically, as they do the snake thing, the snake movement, I'm basically breakdancing as I'm talking to you. <laughs> That's how much my body wants to convey to you the motions of this lizard. This lizard is able to use the same motions to move fast, the same snake-like motions, the same breakdance motions, regardless of how dense the material they swim through is. In fact, they actually swim faster in more dense material, which is awesome. And the bigger the waves they create with their bodies, the faster they move forward. They can burrow at speeds as fast as 6 inches per second, which is 1 mile every 3 hours. That doesn't sound fast, but to swim through desert, that's fast. But for a story, for a podcast, we need our giant sandworms to move a lot faster than that. We need them to fly through the sand. Scientists and engineers are starting to figure out the complexity of moving through sand and similar materials. They are actually starting work on creating sandfish-like robots that can travel through sand and other similar environments. And so, the research has begun on creating various ways for faster and faster methods of traveling through sand, just like the sandworm. Since that is an engineering problem, it will no doubt be resolved faster than it takes to genetically create huge worms. We'll be able to give those massive, one-kilometer-long worms the ability and foreknowledge of how to move through sand. And then, of course, they'll turn the entire planet into a desert, which is what they did in the book, but never mind. 
So our question of the day was, can we create through technology giant sandworms? And the answer is yes. How far is it? About a century away, if we really wanted to do it. So we got another one in the yes column. But will we have a yes tomorrow? Tomorrow we tackle our next Dune problem. Can we create longevity drugs? Tune in next time and see. I'm Guy Hasson. The podcast is produced by Ilana Pudo, who leaps headfirst into the deep sands of research, only to swim through it with the speed and grace of a dolphin. I'm not sure she's going to like that description. The theme of the podcast was created by Noah Cohen Eliash. Our website is dreamcatcher.vision, and my question of the day to you is, do you like worms? That's the question. Write to me on Twitter. I'm at dreamcatcherpod. Or write to me at the website in the comment section, dreamcatcher.vision, or on our Facebook page. The Dreamcatcher podcast is brought to you by Comics in Power, the comic book store for the blind and the visually impaired. Comicsinpower.com. And I will see you in the next Dreamcatcher podcast. And one small step for man, giant leap for mankind. I don't believe in the no-win scenario. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Do or do not. There is no try. Never give up. Never surrender.